barely made it out of that one. How exactly did you stop Thanos, the mad titan, from decimating half of the universe? Oh, no, I'm a big enough. What? T'Challa here showed me there was more than one way to reallocate. <laughs> he said a nice talk. <laughs> Someone finally put in words yeah. I understand. Spare a little time for dear old dad. Oh my god, this is bad news. Dairy oh, he, he got the ship Eagle parked ship. outside of the Dairy Queen. I love it. What, oh what my a great God. ending. This episode uh, was great. I love this. Welcome back to New Rockstar's Marvel Studios What If Episode 2 asks, what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? And then answers, well, Thanos would be everyone's best buddy. <laughs> what the, what the if? if? This is Inside Marvel. It's our after show for Marvel's What If on Disney+. Plus. I'm Eric Voss now. Episode 2 was filled with Easter eggs that I'm going to break down in the next video coming up on the channel. But right now, I'm here reacting to this episode with MT. How you doing, MT? Dude, I'm feeling good. Like, seeing nice Thanos just kicking it with everybody, like, it's it, it blew my mind. I love it. I freaking love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept waiting for him to be like, just kidding, and then snap everyone. Right? Like, <laughs> I just can't trust this guy. Yeah, like, everyone on the club just jumps on Thanos. Like, oh my god, he just snapped. But, uh, yeah, he no. He snapped again? It was just really weird seeing him with friends, because he was a very anti-social person even with his black order he just had no friends so it's just like whoa this yeah. is weird he's nice yeah this is a guy who normally is not here to make friends but not in this episode quick recap here young t'challa gets abducted from wakanda by the ravagers instead of peter quill leading to this alternate universe where t'challa is star lord and gets along pretty much with everybody yondu yes. kraglin korath taserface drax nebula and thanos who has given up <laughs> his goal to dust half the universe but in this place the collector Tenelier Tavan has risen up as a major threat. Uh, he's running the Black Order and his vault uh, on nowhere. And from there, this crew steals the Embers of Genesis. Thanks to the help of one Howard the Duck. Hey. T'Challa and Yondu tag team to fight against the Collector who uses a cadre of famous MCU weapons. And they're able to overcome him and escape and return to Wakanda. But meanwhile, in the final scene, Ego finds adult Peter Quill working at a Missouri. Dairy Queen. Mm. But what did this episode tell us about Thanos' true character, his soul? If one conversation with a right Terran <laughs> could convert him from his genocidal madness, who is this <laughs> Titan exactly? And what new stories does this episode open him up to in the live action future? Of the MC. I want to see some Thanos poetry. Like, I want to see slam poetry from this man. Really bad open mic night slam poetry. <laughs> and when the crowd boos, he goes nuts. <laughs> Old McDonald had a farm. <laughs> you should have gone for the. You should have gone for the. You should. People are just like, head! Just say head! <laughs> Should have gone for the jugular. <laughs> oh, God. Um, fun announcement here. You got to mm. check out our most recent latest obsession shirt. It's based on What If mm -hmm. over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. It is such a cool design. It's limited edition. It's seventh in our latest obsession series. And this is called Cosmic Witness. Mm. I love this thing. I, I can't wait to get mine. Now, remember, our Loki and Black Widow design sold out. So you got to grab one of these while you can. There are some other cool What If inspired merch dropping soon. And we have some great suicides 
Squad and Loki, just general nerd-themed shirts and hoodies and stickers, lots more. You can check out all these great merch options at NeuroXersMerch.com. But if you get the Cosmic Witness shirt, you'll get uh, the added option of writing in a custom shout-out that will appear at the bottom of the screen of these episodes. So a couple people who wrote some stuff in. We got uh, Rita Yearby who asked, what if Mephisto was at Thanos' side instead of Ebony Ma? Ha ha ha. Yeah, I, um, he was supposed to be in the Infinity Gauntlet story. Ebony Ma was really doing a cosplay of Mephisto, if you were to ask me. Pretty much. Uh, and I think <laughs> Mephisto is all around us, inside us, and with us. So that's just my opinion. <laughs> Let's see. We also have Joseph Edwards who said, I've got every shirt. Keep up the good work. Still waiting for my shout out. Maybe one day. Here's Joseph your day, Edwards. Joe. It's Joseph Thank Edwards. Thank you for supporting day. us. You're the best, bro. <laughs> No, seriously, you're collecting these shirts like Pokemon. Thank you. You're the collector. You're the collector <laughs> of, uh, you're our Tannelier Tavon, and we thank you. Joseph Tannelier Tavon Edwards. And then we have Patrick Lardy who says, what if MT is just Eric's variant? No, 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 my friend. I am MT's variant. Let's just get what? that straight. I had no that. clue. If I... anybody's anybody's variant, I am MT's variant. What? You know what? I'm proud to have you as my variant. My white variant, brother. Let's oh, do it. Well, I'm, I'm glad, but your approval isn't necessary. I am who I am, and I don't care how you feel about it. This is true. Be your own variant. All right, what was our big question coming out of episode two? Well, Eric, what if Thanos actually wasn't crazy and just needed a friend? He didn't have a friend. <laughs> that seems to be the real title this episode, if you were to ask me. Um, Josh Brolin voices Thanos in this What If episode. I'm so glad they were able to get him to come back because mm. Brolin brought so much humanity to the role in Infinity War in Endgame. I can't say enough good things about what he did in those movies. Absolutely. Uh, and this episode shows us a more level-headed and relatable side to that character. But if the variance of this reality was T'Challa's abduction in 1988, that would be the X Factor that flipped Thanos good somewhere in recent history. Now, mm. this episode is set 20 years after 1988, which would be the year 2008. That's not 2014 like the live-action Guardians of the Galaxy was. This is, this is before that. It's, it's like kind of right as the MCU as we knew it was starting. Um, so these characters are a bit younger in, in their life story. Uh, right. But it just shows us how, uh, you know, right when Thanos would be kind of in his early stages of his stone quest, he still would have been a conqueror at this point. Now he has given up that completely. So mm. it's a very limited amount of time that T'Challa, who would have been a pretty young kid talking to Thanos, yeah. would have like completely changed uh, his, his whole mindset. Now, seeing Thanos as his fair-minded team member made me look back at his history before gaining the reputation as a Mad Titan, something that's not really easy to do. There's right. actually some key takeaways from Thanos' story that I don't think we talk enough about. Um, we know Thanos was born on Titan, but we don't know how long ago. We do know he's an Eternal that was born with a deviant gene. He's actually part of the same family tree as Thena, the Eternal. Right. But at some point on Titan, there was some catastrophe, some environmental collapse uh mm. seems like it was based on overpopulation and overconsumption they just kind of ran out of natural resources right. but uh loki the series gave us some clues like miss minutes opening animation showed a war between it looked like the titans and the kree mm. and then in episode two the chrono monitor screen hinted at some random sacred timeline bombing target of october 13th 1982 
on hmm. Titan. And I'm wondering if that could have been Titan's apocalyptic event. Like that could have been the year it all fell apart. So that from throughout the, the 80s going into the mid 90s, from the early 80s onward, Thanos, that's when he began conquering planets, uh, uh, kidnapping children, adopting them. Uh, because we know he already had Ebony Maw on his team by the time he conquered uh, Gamora's planet. Um, he also con- uh, kidnapped Annie from the movie Annie, yeah. the musical. That's Annie. right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's not a good guy. Now, we can kind of trace when the Zahibre people were killed around 1995. But mm. now in this alternate timeline, we don't see Gamora anywhere in the picture. So I right. think that means Thanos never got to her planet. And that somewhere between mm. when T'Challa came in the picture in 1988 and 1995, that would be for him between the ages of 8 and 15, this young child, <laughs> like, Christ arguing with the scholars in the temple, was able... <laughs> To change this guy's mind oh my and God. wean him off his warpath. I would have loved to see that, like, all in this episode. Just little young T'Challa being like, oh, no, 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 you're doing it all wrong. What, what are you doing? No, 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 no. We can do it this way. We don't have to kid. That sounds like genocide. That's so weird. That's right. <laughs> now, my question, as I thought more and more about this, was how? Uh, like, mm. Thanos still seems to be making a case for dusting half of all life. He's kind of bragging, <laughs> and he's like, it is an efficient idea. And they're like, can we change the subject, please? But the thing is, is he's not seriously pursuing it. And mm. I think T'Challa just pointed out that you can reallocate resources across the galaxy in a better way. He's absolutely right. But unlike anyone else who probably tried to point that out to Thanos, T'Challa could prove it. And not right. just with this new gig that they're on to steal the embers of Genesis to feed billions across the galaxy but uh t'challa's mindset might be uniquely wakandan if you think about Mm. it because the tribes of wakanda learned early on how to share power and resources with each other really only settle their differences at warrior falls and then stay out of all the imperialist madness of the conflicts of their neighbors on planet earth so really their isolation was a gift a rare gift that way when you pluck t'challa off earth and bring him into the cosmos He has been in this kind of uh, test bubble to show a way it could work. They Mm. figured out the answers early on, not just before other nations on Earth, but before other planets around the cosmos. And I think this tells us that Thanos might not be a psychopath who was born without empathy, but rather a sociopath who has learned Mm. to detach from empathy because the universe taught him not to get too attached, not to trust anyone. And really all he needed is one fresh perspective that he can trust as uncorrupted, untouched by the forces of the universe, free from ulterior motives, T'Challa to help him see the light. No, that's really interesting that you bring that up because like, if you remember in Infinity War, he says that you're not the only one cursed with knowledge. And like we have Uh Thanos being this person who's like, you know, the super smart dude, one of the smartest dudes on Titan. And like, no one was listened to him. Like, I feel like he, he didn't have anyone on his intellectual level. And then in comes T'Challa, who is this person who comes from this hyper advanced civilization. It was like, and he's just like, I know a lot of stuff. And like, we've been dealing with like, like you said, resource allocation and all this stuff. And our culture is built on efficiency. And I think you need a kind friend and an efficient solution, and someone on your intellectual level. And he was all three of those. So, like, yeah. he just needed a friend. And that's what he needed. T'Challa was the perfect friend for him. He needed a friend from a different world. And, like, mm. Earth is not only a different world. I would say most of Earth is, you know, operating by the same uh, selfish drives that the rest of the universe is. 
but Wakanda is a totally different world Mm. and they have made mistakes over the years, but they figured it out. And the way that T'Challa let M'Baku tap out at Warrior Falls and he was able to forgive him and still work with his rival, I think that's something you don't normally see across the universe. And even though this T'Challa hadn't gone through that experience, that's still the same kind of values that the people of Wakanda, that T'Chaka taught him, you know? This is true. But like, also, I think a a, a lot of this is uniquely uh, T'Challa. And what it it reminds me of that conversation with... um, T'Chaka and T'Challa where he's like it's hard for a good man to be king and he's just like Mm -hmm. T'Challa you got your heart is too big and like I'm concerned that like your heart's gonna get in the way of like you be a a a good Wakandan ruler but that was T'Challa's superpower is being merciful with like Zemo and all that so like I love uh-huh. that. Yeah, Zemo's a better example than M'Baku. Zemo (laughs) murdered his dad (laughs) (laughs) for sure. I would have let Zemo do it. Thank you for reminding me of that. (laughs) The uh. But, like, yeah, I think one big, deeper theme of this episode is this debate between nature and nurture. I, I think Uatu mm. says that in the opening seconds, right? Like, is you're mm. shaped by the nature of your world or the nature of you? And I, I think, you know, these movies, at least Guardians of the Galaxy, and I would say the Black Panther movie, that is kind of a common theme, is that mm. um, your world does shape you. You cannot ignore your influences from around the world. And right. we are going to end up uh connecting with each other no one is on an island you know like we're gonna we're gonna have to learn to work with each other uh and guardians of the galaxy both those movies from james gunn they argue that despite how powerful your biological lineage may be ultimately Mm -hmm. you have a choice over who your family is in your life going forward and that's what at least resonated with me from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And that seems to be the lesson that T'Challa learns, that everyone kind of learns, is that no matter what your past is, you still have a second chance to to make a new choice and uh, and to try to control your own destiny by who you associate with and, and exactly. who you fall in love with and who your friends are. Exactly. Like, I... That's... Bang on. I, I was going to bring this up too, so I'm very glad that you brought it up first. Like, it's all about who you associate with like it, it's it's that final scene in wakanda with like thanos and all in all the ravagers hanging out with like everybody in, in wakanda it just felt like a like a cool family cookout scene and i was like good for you thanos <laughs> like you have friends and like people yeah. talking to you and like this makes me feel okay with this universe that you're not going to flip out because you have like a support system so i feel like it's important for everybody watching it's gonna have friends you are who you surround yourself with. Yeah, Little, uh, yeah find your PBS. tribe. Find <laughs> PBS yeah. for you guys. Now, we know how Thanos loves seasoning food. Do you think he tried to season some of the food at the cookout and they had to be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't season our food. We like, are teaching you about seasoning. I like to garden. <laughs> Yo, Thanos would have some like crazy spices that would probably be fire. Yeah, do you think Thanos under-seasons or over-seasons his food? You know, he, I think he's an under-seasoner. I don't know. That he's, was a heavy about... pinch. That was a heavy pinch <laughs> on that stew. This is true. He's got was. some big-ass like thumbs. You can't take a small <laughs> pinch with those thumbs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> a pinch, you mean a tablespoon? You mean a, <laughs> yeah. two handfuls? <laughs> oh he's God. like, I cannot do a pinch. Yo, <laughs> this is making me want to like have a Thanos cooking show. Like That would be so great. If Marvel just released that on YouTube. That's why the universe's resources are finite, Thanos, because you t- keep taking heavy pinches. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> the 
Everybody else is a big dude, and he's just eating more than everybody else. He's like, I don't know where all the food goes. Where's all the food? (laughs) He's like, you're eating it all, Thanos. You went back for third Thanos. They call him third Thanos for that reason. Uh, well, there's a lot more from this episode we want to talk about. Uh, but real quick, uh, thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring this episode. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If what? so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their what? new fourth generation lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance pack. Package 4.0. The orbits and your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders <laughs> in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code MARVEL. The Lawnmower mm. 4.0 has all kinds of features like the LED light, a ceramic blade, a 7,000 RPM motor. Oh Grab yourself a performance package 4.0 that comes with a weed whacker, ear, and nose hair trimmer, some Manscaped boxers, a shed travel bag, and all kinds of other goodies for your goodies. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code MARVEL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code MARVEL at manscaped.com. Your space balls will thank you. Also, thanks to Helix Sleep for sponsoring this show. You don't want to sleep on a mattress designed for someone else, even if it's an alternate reality version of you that took the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers, right? Well, Super Soldiers still need good sleep. Helix Sleep has a quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattress Mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. I took the quiz and got matched with the Dusk Lux Helix mattress because I wanted a medium firm mattress with lumbar support that sleeps cool. I sleep great on my Helix mattress, way better than my evil variant twin does. Hi everybody, I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi. People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely. We're not going to talk too much about what people do. We just want to know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting if they have kids, what shapes their marriages if they're married. We just want to be really nosy. We want to get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me, it's, you know. Trying like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to <laughs> podcasts on. Yeah, podcast, your, homecasts. Your, your, your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Uh, the mattress ships right to your door for free. You never need to go to a mattress store again. They were awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash insidemarvel, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our audience at helixsleep.com slash insidemarvel. That's helixsleep.com slash insidemarvel for up to $200 off and two free pillows. We also want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this show. Our friends at Blue Chew have a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. You sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, 
approved. You receive your prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength. And Blue Chew is chewable, just like it says in the name, which is great for folks that don't like swallowing pills. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our audience. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code InsideMarvel at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code InsideMarvel to receive your first month free. Again, we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this show. All right, uh, MT, let's talk about the final scene of this episode. What if right. Peter Quill did meet Ego before meeting the Ravagers of the Guardians of the Galaxy? What would have happened? Where? What is this um, setting up here? Yeah, um, it's setting up pretty much the impending doom of the universe because Peter Quill, I feel, would be 100% down with this. If if his dad came and he had no parents, like his mom is dead, and he feels stuck in this like small town in Missouri, like in this Dairy Queen, he's totally going to want to be a god. Like he's going to be like, oh yeah, yeah, let's do this shit. So like T'Challa being picked up instead of Peter, huge Nexus event. Like that is... Like, Ego is going to use this child as a battery, whether he likes it or not. And I feel like Peter's going to like it. But what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I agree with you, MT. I think, um, like, Peter becoming friends with the Guardians of the Galaxy and his connection with Yondu was very important to his character development. Um, and he's a very impressionable guy. Mm. Like, uh, he loves this people. these people. These are his family members. And one kind of undercurrent for the first Guardians of the Galaxy that I've talked about before is it really is about Peter's relationship with his mother. And he right. doesn't fully understand the deeper meaning of the awesome mix that she gave him until he's able to read her note at the end of that movie after connecting with these other people. And that's why it was so important when he was reaching out to Gamora when he had the Power Stone and mm -hmm. he saw his mother there reaching out to him. That was his core dramatic journey is learning to connect with someone. Uh, right. And now he sees the rest this family as the family that he lost. And had he not had that experience, I don't think he ever would have appreciated the music he was listening to um and yeah I, I i don't think uh ego would have helped him with that ego probably would have revealed what he did to meredith quill um and i think uh peter would have gotten over that honestly or, or he wouldn't have had anyone to save him at least when ego did that to him when he hooked him up to his uh, uh jumper cables <laughs> no it's true because like i feel like if peter never left like the the act of peter leaving and running away he was running away from him dealing with his mother's death so like if he mm -hmm. stayed and like maybe got some therapy maybe like you know talked to his grandpa about death and like you know got over that he probably wouldn't have cared as much about his mother as the peter that we get because peter this right he never deals with it like you said like that's the whole journey of him dealing with the the loss of his mom throughout his life right and so if Ego's coming along, he's going to be like, yeah, like, I got a dad. This is going to be real cool. I had no father figure in Yondu. So, like, f*** it. <laughs> Let's do it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, MT, I wanted to ask you, in this episode, we found out that the Wakandans were actually looking for T'Challa. And right. it's when T'Challa finds one of the Wakandan fighter jets. But it's like a Wakandan spaceship. So mm. what if the Wakandans are actually capable of space travel? What contact might they have had with other planets, other civilizations that we haven't known about yet? See, that was the most um, exciting part. Well, one of the most exciting elements of this episode. Because, yeah, like, it's Wakanda. Like, of course they're going to have spaceships. And it's so cool to actually see one confirmed yeah. um, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so, yeah, they probably definitely have wanted to go onto the stars 
for as their entire culture because their vibranium meteor came from the stars. Like this is a, right, they yeah. have a very cosmic culture. So like, yeah, they were probably the first ones to invent a spaceship before the Americans did. But I'm very interested to see what contacts that they've made or if they already have existing contacts with aliens that we like, what if they're already part of the, uh, the jump networks and stuff like in the, yeah. in the universe and like they, they're trained with these aliens and it helps the Wakandan economy on the low because obviously they, they're good with their vibranium, but like, what if they were just wanted to reach out? They felt more comfortable with aliens outside than like the people around them. That'd be really interesting. That's what I've <laughs> always suspected with like, you know, I'm obsessed with hexagons, whatever, but like their bubble <laughs> grid is made out of like hexagonal shapes, which is the same right. form of the UNTN, which is how they, they teleport across that's their transportation superhighway right. system um now hexagonal shapes is just kind of a naturally occurring shape that's just how you fit things to make a tighter grid i get that um but i just like this idea that a lot of their technology like they might have had some help a lot of it they were able to devise themselves just by tinkering with vibranium and vibranium tech but like yeah why i would love if they had long before roswell or any other uh like known human link with extraterrestrial societies they're like oh yeah yeah, yeah. We, we we know about them we know about the crane <laughs> we know about the scroll like yeah we've been we've been protecting you guys from them but i guess you're old enough now to know <laughs> that'd be crazy but like this makes me think like what if like because we also we obviously have the fantastic four as elements that are not around in the mcu but like wakanda is doing this space race and we know the fantastic four is all about going to space i wonder if there's like a connection there like what if the Fantastic Four knew of, like, I don't know, Wakandan space flights. Like, hmm, something's going on over there. Like, they're just looking at the skies like, oh, this is weird. Like, mm -hmm. something's coming out of Africa, but I don't know, whatever. Um, but, like, I, I feel like the Fantastic Four would be aware if they did exist in the past. But we don't know that. <laughs> hey, maybe uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever will just jump straight from Fast and Furious to Fast 9 and just go straight to space. Straight to space. <laughs> I, I really hope that they do because... Why not? I think that there's a comic run in the comics where they actually do go to space. Um, is it World of Wakanda? But like, I'm pretty sure that there was a there's a whole run there. So like, maybe they're setting that up. MT, I wanted to ask you, how did the Collector defeat Hela? He had her mm, antler this hat. This is true. He did have how, the hat. When did they fight? Or who killed her? And who did he steal this from? This is a really great question because like Hela was no slouch. Like it's hard. I yeah. would not attempt to steal her stuff at all. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? This makes sense, because Hela's powers do come from Asgard. So, like, mm -hmm. let's say that he grabs this before, like, after a Ragnarok situation. Asgard is gone, and then Hela's, like, comes out of her prison, like, yeah, what the f***? Where's my hat? Like, where's my home? But So, it's so, like, she's just a lady who is the goddess of... I mean, she's not a lady. She's the goddess of death. So, like, she's... But she's not as powerful as she was in Thor Ragnarok, because her power source is gone. So, I feel like it would be easier to subdue a Hela if you are a collector who has already started to fill the power vacuum that Thanos left. Because, like, you would have a lot of, you know, soldiers and all that stuff to, to take her down. I mean, the collector would have to already have started collecting some Infinity Stones. Uh, mm. He is an elder of the universe. And the, in the MCU, they haven't really shown how powerful they are because they keep doing stunt casting with, like, you know, Benicio mm. Del Toro, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> but, like... They're, they're cosmic beings with a certain level of power and might. Uh, mm. I don't really know if they'd be able to beat Hela one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, Oh, Hela's no, not definitely not one-on-one. -on -one. Goddess um, of death. 
Oh no, vicious. Maybe like but, like maybe there army, was some but... other kind of battle, like Valkyrie avenged, mm. you know, when Hela killed her partner, and then. But even then, we're talking about like other what if scenarios that aren't related to T'Challa. I'm trying to think of like could T'Challa have done something to ripple effect, making Hela weaker in this universe, <laughs> to make it easy for Tavon to steal it. There's too much kindness in this universe. I'm too weak. <laughs> In a universe where there's more kindness and diplomacy, <laughs> Hela's position is weakened, even though she's already on a prison planet. Uh, well, if then, you think yeah. about it, I mean, there's less people that are dead now that T'Challa has re helped Thanos reallocate the resources. So maybe there's a correlation between dead people and Hela's power because she's the goddess of death. So I don't know. The more people who die in the universe, the more powerful she becomes maybe interesting i like that theory i feel like we can we can put this in algorithm form in math form let's get let's get a whiteboard and write up some math and figure this out we'll we'll yes. see you guys in 18 months and we'll Pepe out Sylvia. Yeah, yeah. um and then uh obviously this episode's filled with like great marvel easter eggs again i'm gonna break those down in the next video you'll see on the channel but mm. we saw artifacts like cap shield thor's mjolnir mm. At this point in 2008, Cap was still frozen in ice, so did the Collector just steal it from the ice? <laughs> uh, it sounded like Korg's arm. He ripped Ooh. off Korg's arm. Yes, I uh, saw that. I was like, oh my god. He said from a talkative uh, Cronin. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> what other talkative Cronin? I mean, Korg is the only chatty Cronin I know of. Yeah, I mean, the the one in Thor of the Dark World wasn't very chatty because he got his head uh, yeah. tossed up. Yeah. Anybody else? <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, I loved this episode start to finish. Uh, yes. I, I'm, I'm so glad they were able to get Chadwick Boseman to uh, record for this. And he's going to be back in three more episodes uh, yes. this season. And I'm so happy about that. Uh, and uh, we're really looking forward to next week where we're going to yes. have a Fury's Big Week episode. That's going to be fun. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. What if is so much fun. And like, yeah. This it was so a fun show. It's been so, it was so great to hear Chadwick's voice. And like, it was, I kind of got a little, like a little bit emotional. Cause like, I'm not a cute, yeah. I'm not a cry, but like, it was just so, it felt like I was getting a message from Chadwick. It's like, oh my God, like this is, cause like he was very much his character. His like, not, he wasn't T'Challa, but like the goodness of T'Challa was who Chadwick was. And so like to see yeah. T'Challa affect the universe in the way that he does in this episode, and was like, this is just Chadwick. This is just. Yeah. Chadwick sort of like living on in a different universe and I don't know right. that's just me rambling no I, I agree <laughs> I thought that was uh, lovely to see uh, and that is it for this episode of Inside Marvel MT and I are going to be back next Wednesday with our What If Episode 3 reaction uh, stay tuned later today you'll see uh, my breakdown of all the easter eggs you missed and don't forget to check out again our great merch options uh, Cosmic Witness at NewRockStarsMerch.com yes. Follow me at EA Voss, follow MT at Mastertainment, follow New Rockstar, subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching, and we're close with our favorite moment of the episode. Total snow. Screw it. Ah!